Today, um, we are going to cover the Komodo dragon. Um, I had recently done a poll on Twitter, and you pick Komodos over several other things. So we will talk about uh, that in just a second. Before we do, I'd like to direct you to our Tee Public store. We are currently having a, um, a sale, and there's sales you know, once a month or so. Um, but check out all the cool designs, all done by uh, Christina uh, at Raising Las Vegas all sorts of uh, Animal Kingdom designs. And I could tell you, I, while at uh, Disney uh, a couple of weeks ago, cast members uh, pointed out uh, many of my T-shirts. I wore Sanaa T-shirt, uh, two Sanaa, Pangani Forest, uh, you know, all sorts of things. So go check them out at TeePublic. Um, the store is the Radio Harambe store. You could check it in my Twitter handle at jumboever1.com. So let's talk quickly about the Komodo dragon. The Komodo dragon was first discovered by Western scientists not that long ago in 1910. Um, there are currently, uh, they are located only on several islands, Komodo being one of them, in the Indonesian waters. There are about 3,000 in the wild, but of course they are very popular uh, zoo animals, um, being the largest lizards in the world. Uh, very dinosaur-like. They are listed as vulnerable mostly because they're only found on a, a few small islands. They were never very uh, numerous uh, historically. Komodo dragons are unique in that they have been found to have 57 different types of bacteria in their mouths, and the strains of the bacteria are quite virulent. Uh, wounds being bitten by a Komodo dragon is often associated with sepsis and similar infectious diseases. Uh, however, if you get an animal in the zoo, such as the ones in the Maharaja Jungle Trek at Disney's Animal Kingdom, their mouths are much, much cleaner and there's no association. But out in the wild where they eat a lot of carrion um, and the like, they uh, have quite a few bacteria. They have a huge gape. That means their mouth opens quite, a, quite largely and they are able to swallow huge chunks of prey. Uh, muscles in their throat help push down these large chunks of meat. They can eat actually 80% of their body weight in one day. And after they have a big meal, they often will sit in the sun and bask to help digestion. As we all know, uh, lizards are uh, cold-blooded animals. And what that means is the, their temperature, their body temperature, is dictated by the temperature outside as opposed to mammals and birds that have uh, regulation of the temperature uh, within their bodies. Komodo dragons also have a huge, uh, or excuse me, a special breathing tube. This allows them to eat chunks of meat while at the same time breathing. Now at a large kill, the largest Komodo dragons will eat first. So if there's like, for example, a large water buffalo that had died, you'll see several Komodo dragons come to the site at once. And the large males show dominance while the smaller males uh, show deference with body language and the hissing noises. Uh, obviously, they can't eat a water buffalo uh, on its own, but Komodo dragons have been known to swallow a goat's hole. Um, 
Now that can take 20 minutes to uh, once put in their mouths and all the way swallowed into the and put into their bellies. Therefore, they do need that special breathing tube to help them eat and breathe all at once. They also produce a red-like saliva that helps uh, lubricate the food. And once they're done, um, once that goat is all the way in its uh, stomach, they'll regurgitate hair, teeth, horns, things that are not digestible. Komodo dragons do not have a very good sense of hearing. Um, they're almost deaf. And they also um, don't have great vision. They can see color and they can see movement. But if you stand still, a Komodo dragon might not even notice you're there. They are very good at the sense of touch, and they have special scales around their ears, lips, chin, and feet that have these sensory plaques that help them, um, you know, locate items through touch. Now, we've all seen the Komodo dragon in the Disney's Animal Kingdom, but young Komodo dragons, ones that are a lot smaller, actually spend a large amount of time in the trees. When they're born, they will take, take off right for the trees to, as a means of protection and hiding. The larger the Komodo dragon gets, the less likely they are to um, climb the trees. And obviously the ones you see at the Maharaja Jungle Trek are way too big to climb into trees. They do have huge claws that they use to dig holes. And uh, not only is it a weapon against uh, other animals or helping them in hunting, but it's also used to dig up a hole to bed at night. They usually hunt at the height of the afternoon. And their diet ranges from everything from a small bird egg to water buffalo. Summer is the mating season, and in September, a female will lay up to 20 eggs. Uh, she incubates them in leaf matter and debris, and they sit there uh, incubating for about seven to eight months in the heat generated by that debris. Eggs hatch in April, where insects are most prevalent, and baby uh, Komodo dragons focus most of their eating on insects. And as I said before, they will head immediately for trees for protection. Komodo dragons are mature by eight or nine months of age, and they can live up to 30 years in captivity. Oddly enough, uh, Komodo dragons have recently uh, been ca caught the attention of scientists, let me say, as they have uh, some captive females um, have laid unfertilized eggs, and those unfertilized eggs have actually hatched live young. Uh, so there are studies going on now how that is uh, possible. But um, as I noted, Komodo dragons are vulnerable because they are only found in a couple of islands in Indonesia, Komodo Island being the largest as well as some others. And that is today's episode of Safari Mike's Planet Watch. I thank you for listening. Uh, Kwaharini and go well.